0: you're listening to the esoterics podcast joe welcome back to the esoterics podcast hello
1: beautiful friend how are you today
0: i am wonderful how are you how are you feeling with this uh portal energy (laughs) um
1: girl today has had some energy listen i'm trying not to categorize it as one way or the other other than really being really really powerful and good but um Mm -hmm. people got to get your mind right because things can go left really really easily um okay so hollis um has the shits today and he unleashed his bowels and his bladder fucking twice at the back door twice and they're the little droplets too right and diarrhea i mean it's it was a big fucking mess So, okay. So in this energy, I know this. So am I, am I compassionate and patient or do I lose my shit? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the thing is, is that he knows how to get my attention. He knows that if I'm in bed, come up to me, nudge me, push Mm -hmm. me. He does it all the time. So he knows how to get my attention to say, I have to go out. Um, but so it's, it's been a little bit of both half sees losing my shit and half sees patience because it's not his fault. Right. Um, but, um, you know, i lost my shit because he fucking stepped in it and then he walked in it and he er, he, he walked all over the carpet and then he got up on the couch and so here i am oh. having to clean oh everything god. it was fucking gross so um Ugh. yeah it's gross luckily he, he has a blanket that i lay down on the couch and he knows he can only sit on mm-hmm. that so it's just on the blanket but still god damn it it's dog shit on my couch
0: yeah, it still should to clean up anyway. Yeah. So
1: I'm yeah. I'm I'm respecting the energy today, and I'm trying to stay really stay in my lane with my emotions, and then only calling the really really good stuff. So, mm-hmm. what about you? How are you doing in this energy?
0: Uh, I've just more just been dealing with dreams, just like intense dreams, and actually, rem- you know, really remembering dreams right now. Um, but so far, in my waking life has been. Okay. I don't have anything to like no one's testing my patience. Right
1: no, now. <laughs> no, thank it. Not good, right? And you have the coolest dreams yeah. too. They're always vivid and cool and like there's actual structure to them. Um which is really cool.
0: Yeah, well I I was telling you I had this one that I know I wouldn't have normally remembered, but it was the dogs woke me up at like it was like four in the morning and they were outside barking at something. And then I I had to get up and get them inside because I'm afraid it's a skunk. If it's a skunk outside, no. you know, then I have to deal with dogs mm-hmm. who smell like mm-hmm. skunk. So I'm, like, yelling at them to get back mm-hmm. inside. And then also we have the bird sleeping in our room now, right now. Oh, and I'm, like, no. so, like, not trying to wake him. It's just a mess. Anyway, but so I, it interrupted my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and I was having this dream where I was, like, a witch in the ocean, like, literally in the ocean like a mermaid. So, like, a sea witch. I sea guess. witch,
1: right? That's I, badass. Yeah.
0: But I was... Yeah, but I was, like, in a coven, in, and so was a, there was a group of us, and we're, like, working on something that we're going to, I don't know, like, a spell we're going to cast or something, and then there was, like, I don't know if she was, like, the head witch or what she was, but she was, like, the one that was frustrated with all of us because we were missing, like, one thing that we were supposed to bring or something, and it was just, it was just funny, like, it was just really intense, like, uh, the the feeling of, like, living in the water... The, you know, as a human, like, you don't, like, that's not a possibility. <laughs> so it was just a weird thing to, like, be underwater. And that was, it was a really weird mm. dream. You know what, now that you're telling this
1: to me in detail, there are things coming that I'll yeah. I'll tell you off. We don't need to share that because people, but, um, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Um, okay, can I just back up for a minute and say that I love that you have to tiptoe not to wake up the bird. Like, what? Because, I mean, we've all heard that little <laughs> shit when he gets all upset or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, it's just he needs 12 hours of what? sleep. And if he doesn't get 12 hours of sleep, then he acts like a total that's asshole. A so, so we put him to bed at 9.30 at night, and then I don't get him out of his cage until 9.30 in the morning. So, yeah, that's so we try, you know, between those hours just to keep it quiet in that room oh my god he's
1: like grandpa right grandpa needs specific things and <laughs> he doesn't
0: he's a he acts like a he's very hormonal <laughs> if if not if if they, if those birds don't get enough sleep they get very hormonal and then they get angry oh so my god. yeah but
1: i love that you do your research because you know i mean you, you if, really oh, should otherwise you know, I... yeah, otherwise
0: you'll just end up with a bunch of cuts on your hands i mean and god knows what else oh yeah <laughs> he
1: Everybody knows what I think about that bird, but he is cute. If <laughs> nothing, he's cute. Yeah. Uh, do we have any announcements?
0: No announcements. No, nothing on my end. Okay. So today um, I
1: have a mini double episode. and. Okay. Um, we, I'm going to edit this today and I'm going to drop it today because today is the Lionsgate. So mini double episode. It's probably going to be the same length as a normal episode, but I wanted to cover two different topics. Um, so mm. that's why I'm doing this. We're going to talk about the Gate portal. Um, and then I'm going to talk about the seven sisters of Pleiades. Oh, okay, know, I'm excited. Yay. All right. So let's start with the Lionsgate. Okay. All right. So, um, Each year on August 8th, today, um, we're given a really potent opportunity to set our intentions for the rest of the year and manifest it all with a super like boost of energy. Okay. So that's what today is really good for manifestation because this portal is opening. This is the opening to the lion's gate. Okay. So we're always creating our reality anyway, right? With our thoughts. But when this lion's gate is Mm -hmm. open and it's open between, it actually opened a couple days ago, but um, it's open from now until the 12th. So we have four days to work with this energy. Um, when it's open the energy of thought and belief, so manifestation, it intensifies. Mm -hmm. All right. So Mm -hmm. everything just works bigger, more intensely and faster. We've had some Issues with technical issues today. We I've had yeah. them on my end with the B sound on your end. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just a lot of intensity going around. So use this energy today in the next four days. It's going to multiply everything. It's going to keep them moving. All of your intentions. It's going to keep them moving until that point of manifestation when they show up in your life. The other yeah. thing that the Lions Gate is good for is. Um, It fuels major life shifts. So if you're looking to take a shift or make a shift in your life, um, you know, this is the time, listen, here's the thing though, with this energy, do not play small, just don't do it. There's, you can play small in every other day of the, of your life if you must. Right. But this day go big with your thoughts and your dreams and you know, all of your manifestations, your intentions go really fucking big. Um, because the possibilities of this portal are truly infinite. And I will tell you, it's my favorite astral event for a reason. I've said this, uh, that 8-8 is my favorite astral event of the year. And so I go big every year with my manifestations and the results are always amazing and on point for me. So I really recommend that you do some sort of manifestation or intention setting process or practice um, through August 12th. Okay. All right, So let's talk about the power. So the peak power, because the lion's gate is at maximum power on today, the eighth day, it's the eighth day of mm-hmm. the eighth month. It's activating that energetic power of the eight. And we all know how cool the eight is. And if we don't, we're going to talk about it. Um, so use the power of eight to tap into all of the um, modalities of your spiritual and intuitive practices over the next four days so for instance in astrology the eighth house and the eighth sign of the zodiac those belong to scorpio right so astrologically eight has connections to power transformation energy passion and sexuality right so astrologically it's a great day to pull a chart do a chart look at your chart Mm -hmm. in tarot Eight corresponds to the strength card in the major arcana, which features a woman embodying the power of a lioness, and it, yeah. she also incorporates um, that infinity symbol over her head, which is also mm-hmm. the eight, and that yeah. is just her. Just she's just exuding that courage and wisdom and fearlessness, right? You're walking, you've tamed the lion, that sort of thing. So strength. Yeah. yeah. In numerology, uh, the eight, especially the double eight is, is incredibly favorable. Um, eight is the empowerment number and it is Mm -hmm. that bridge between the mysterious, the, the, um, material and the spiritual realms. Um, Mm -hmm. it's signified again by that infinity symbol. And it also represents material wealth and success. Um, it embodies balance, action, achievement, security, leadership, ambition, financial security, all of those things. That's what the eight is that uh, embody. So it, it's just a okay. really powerful day in a bunch of different uh, modalities. I'm sure there are more out there. I just picked the top three. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the cool thing about the other cool thing about the Lions Gate. So all of that power, all of that intensity, all of that potent portal energy. Now imagine all of the radiance of the sun the sun in this powerful mix um yeah. and the sun um that rules you okay, know i'm doing this from you have to help me here maybe the sun leo. rules leo
0: and we're in leo yeah.
1: correct are we still in leo yes yep. all right so yeah.
0: so that's what the lionscape portal is it's yes. basically it's what what it is is that the sun is in leo and the earth orion's belt and the star sirius are all lined, all lined up, up and that's why we call it That's why we call it the lion's portal. Mm
1: -hmm. And so all of that energy, I mean, once you just think now you have a good understanding of all this fucking energy at work, that's why you (laughs) can sort of now grasp the absolute power of this portal and what it can offer you. Honestly, over the next four days, if I give anybody any um, advice, it's to lead from the heart Think, think, speak, all those things from the heart, manifest Mm -hmm. from your heart, and then live, live from the heart. Just think of all that heart-centered energy, which I've talked about that before, how potent that is. It's just a really powerful time. So if you're going around, you're negative, you're pissed off, you're doing all these things, you're calling in, you know, I'm broke, I'm this, I'm that, God, don't do it, girl. No, don't do it, people, don't.
0: Not today. Um, not ever. No, not yeah, ever. Especially not right now. Right,
1: <laughs> not now, not for through the next four days. All right. So, how do we make the most of this energy? Um, okay, so it's an opportunity to amplify your personal power and use it in an intentional way. We know that, right? So, what I'm going to recommend is that you work from your solar plexus to really tap into that self-confident tenacity, that self-trust, that solar plexus energy. Um, yeah. it's your body's energy center that directly correlates also to prosperity in the process of manifestation. Now, I know some people say that your root chakra is the one that correlates that correlates with money. It correlates with, um, um, safety, that sort of thing. Yeah. But your yeah. solar plexus is your power to call it yeah. in and manifest and stand in it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, for example, I, I mentioned this before. If you're struggling with finances, you can use this energy to set an intention to guide your thoughts in the direction of financial prosperity and safety. So, the, in, it, the intentions can be very, well, intentional. I mean, you know, but it's <laughs> yeah. ask for help guiding your thoughts or keeping your thoughts out of lack. Mm-hmm. Some other ways that you can work with this is. Um, is to take part in your favorite spiritual activities that will amplify your energy and your intentions. Um, examine the level of satisfaction within your life and decide what has to change or shift. That's a way, really good way to work with this energy. Um, ground in your awareness when you are experiencing those joyful, beautiful moments and let the universe know that you want more of this feeling. Sending yeah. out appreciation. Uh, doing things that bring that that like open up your heart and bring joy. Right. So that those, those energies are in your aura and they're coming from your heart center. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just know that once you, if you do these things, rapid growth is in store um, and just release on that love and that experience and that out to the universe. It's a, it's it's a, it's a powerful energy to work with. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, just use it with intention.
0: Yeah, I was telling you before we started recording about how I've really been working on um, bringing in or accepting the messages that come in, like yeah. kind of through what we would, I guess we would call synchronicity. So this morning, when I first opened my social media, there's this account that I follow. Um, it's these two, it's this couple. Um, uh, they have a I guess it's like an interior design business, and they were been remodeling a house, and that's kind of why I, I follow them. They just do cool stuff, or whatever. But they were talking about how they were just like outside in their garden and just spending time outside. Appreciation and their house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking about how we've, they've spent so much time with their business, writing a book, a remodel, you know, this, this, and that, and living in this life of like constant, like, what's next? And like, what are we working on now? Like, what are we doing? You know, like, and all that. That they've, really made it a point now to take a moment and just sit back and like actually enjoy Mm -hmm. your life because what is the point of all this work that you're constantly doing and busy 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 if you can't take a step back and just enjoy what you have in front of you, what you've already achieved, mm-hmm. what you already worked for. So I thought that was a really beautiful message that, and it was exactly what I needed well, to hear. It
1: is beautiful. And it really is the foundation of manifestation because you're saying to the universe, I'm happy. I have everything I need. I'm joyful. I want more of this now because that's yes, your point of direction of at that moment. And it will amplify, especially in this energy. Yeah. Um, that's similar to the message that you left for Kate when she asked about saging her house and the esoterics community. Um, you know, you're like, yeah. connect with your home, connect with it, connect with it and let yeah. it know. And yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I guess the final word that I would have to say about using this Lionsgate energy, but then also this can, you know, this is a good message for every day of the year. It would be when we're in alignment with our soul blueprint, which means that we're accessing our joy, we're accessing our true power, you know, in all of the ways that we are born to and that we have access to, our abilities, our intuition, all of that, um, then that also gives us tools that, the, that universal law offers us. And really, it's all about universal law, which if you're familiar with it, yeah. amazing. If not, it's, it's on the books to do an episode about universal laws. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a good one. It's a good one. So,
1: um again, do something. You have four days to do it. Get busy.
0: Yeah. Get busy. And it doesn't have to be super complicated, no. too. I feel like sometimes it's It almost feels overwhelming. Yeah. Like I know I've done this before, where I am like, but I have work, and I have this, mm-hmm. and I have that, and like, and then I gotta go mm-hmm. home and like clean my space and do this thing and blah blah blah. And you know, sometimes it can be something as simple as like writing down whatever your intention is and then burning it yes. up, like you know safely. <laughs> and that's it. Like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a whole production. Mm-hmm. But if you want it to be production, a production and you enjoy that, then do that. Yep. But but if it feels like a chore, don't do it that
1: way. I mean, there's so many rituals out there, right? That have you get yeah. gather all of these supplies and then you got to say all these things yeah. and do it. And for me, I'm like, no, that's too much work. I just want to put my intention out there and that's what I do. I'm like, okay, spirit, mm-hmm. Gather around and listen up. It's, it really yeah. is that easy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. All right, next topic, right? Yes. Yay, two topics in one. Um, let's talk about Pleiades and the Seven Sisters. What do you know about Pleiades? Oh. What do you know about the Seven Sisters?
0: I don't know no? anything other than... Is it? it's a galaxy. It's, okay. It's a constellation. So I love it. A, con- a star system. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I love this. Like I, of course I love it when you contribute and you know, we have conversations, but it's always fun to just talk about something that is new. I love to learn about things now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So from October to March, if you look up the sky, you're going to see a cluster of stars known as the Pleiades. Um, or, I'm sorry, known as the seven sisters, but it's in the Pleiades sort of star system, I guess, or it's a constellation called the Pleiades. Okay. Um, now, they this star system has been the subject of myths and legends in almost every culture on the planet. Um, the hmm. Pleiades are among the first stars mentioned in literature, appearing in Chinese writings um, from 2350 BC. Isn't that crazy? 2350 what? BC. And then in European literature in 1000 BC. Wow. So they've been around obviously the stars have been around forever and so you know right um i mean the cavemen i don't even know what bc that is but um the cavemen had stars on their cave walls okay so these sisters can be seen shining brightly in the night sky and have been um well they're the talk of myth and legend so um okay now in the olden days the pleiades was typically seen as a bad omen OK, but it was likely due to the way feminine energy was interpreted interpreted at the time these records were made, because remember, they're called the seven yeah. sisters. We're going to get into why the seven sisters here. But I wanted to start out, okay. there, you know, a lot of uh, you know, times they were considered a bad omen. Mm. Um, but again, it was likely the way that feminine energy was interpreted at the time, um, because as we know today, feminine energy is not inferior. It's not unlucky. It's not weaker than masculine energy. Um, And today in modern astrology, many believe that, um, you know, this, this very highly advanced feminine energy held by the Pleiades has the ability to bring deep healing and connection into our lives, the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. All right. And the other thing Plinian energy is also associated with is building like healthy communities um, and learning to live off the land in a harmonious way. Um, And a lot of old school uh, farmers would, you know, um, base their crops and stuff. We've talked about that before. Oh, that's Um, beautiful. Yes. On the rising of these sisters. Well, it is through March and October. So, or I'm sorry, October. Wait a minute. It is October to March. So, it starts in October.
0: Harvest. Ah, yes. uh, harvest. Okay. Yeah, a har- yeah. Like harvest and planting yep. season, basically. Yeah. Okay. So
1: so that's how, um, you know, some of the origins of them. Um, there are a ton of stories about um, Pleiades and the Seven Sisters. Um, the constellation is also, uh, a lot of people say that it's home to advanced being that spread the message of love and light. And those would be Pleiades um, mm-hmm. a lot of star seeds these days, um, are able to channel messages from Pleiadians. Um, and then, um, they also feel that Plei- Pleiades is their planet of origin. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I know I kind of deal with that a little bit in the Akashic records. Like I know that my planet of origin is Arcturus. I, oh, is that- how do I know? I don't know. I just know.
0: <laughs> that's weird so there's no data. data don't ask me for proof I just know <laughs> I'll
1: give you proof so there's also a really cool novel um series out um and I will give that information at the end but um, it's like a seven or eight series books it's non-fiction or no I'm sorry it's fiction but um, if you love those escapist novels it's really cute and really cool and it gives you some good information about you know Seven sisters. Okay, so let's look at some of the 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 legends and myths from around the world. Okay, so um, okay. Greek mythology, and this is how how they got their name as the seven sisters or the different names. So, in Greek mythology, um, the Pleiades are seven sisters. They were Maya, Elsione, Asterope. Um, uh, I have to. Um, I, I put the phonetic spelling of these because they're pretty, they're pretty hard. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Selino. Um, Tigete, I think it is. I think it's some, some other way you say it. Hold on. Um, oh, it's Taja jetty We're going to call her. Di- <laughs> Tagate. I ain't got time for that shit. Um, Electra <laughs> and Merope. All right. Anyway. So their parents were Atlas, who was a Titan and he mm-hmm. was commanded by the god Zeus to hold up the world, right? So they show that picture of the dude holding yes, up. That's yes. Atlas. And then Pleone, mm-hmm. who is the mythical, mythical protectress of sailors. So she's like a sea goddess, I guess. Okay. okay. So those were the two parents. Titan and Pleone were the parents of these mm-hmm. seven sisters. Okay. So after a chance meeting with the hunter Orion the Pleiades, the sisters, and their mom became the object of his pursuit. So trigger warning, pervy, asshole male, okay? <laughs> so to protect them from his relentless, armorous advances, Zeus came in, and Zeus was like, bitch, I'm going to change them. He didn't do anything to fucking um, the, uh, um, Orion. He did it to them. He's like, I'm going to change you all, into a flock of doves, which he then sent to the heavens.
0: Rude. Rude. So can't Orion be a flock of birds? Thank you. Why can't
1: Orion be sent away? Because he's got a hold up the earth. Oh, well, that's Alice. Okay,
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah, what's Orion he's doing? hunting. Of course he's... Fastening his belt? Bastard. I don't know. <laughs>
1: all right, so let's go into each of these, these sisters individually. Um, okay, so... First is Maya. She's the eldest sister and she's known for her outstanding beauty as well as her solitary life. And the story goes that despite her beauty, she was a shy waif-like woman and she preferred her own company. And so she lived alone in these caves. So at one time her star shone so brightly in the sky, it was shown brighter than any others. Um, and so that's why she's known as like the beautiful one. However, okay now her other sister Elcyone, her star shines brighter. And that's some, and that mm-hmm. say, people say that that symbolizes that sibling rivalry, rivalry between the two. Um, uh, so, you know, that's just this, uh, just this, this is just a blurb of the background on these seven sisters. Um, again, that really, that book goes into more detail. All right. The next sister El Cione, she's the brightest star in the Pleiades and is often viewed to be the female equivalent of Sirius. And just like Sirius, Alcyone is this really high vibrational star that's really powerful and potent. So if we think of Sirius as like our spiritual sun, Alcyone could almost Mm -hmm. be like our spiritual moon. Um, so she's said to bring waves of feminine energy to the earth as a way to remind us to tap into more of these qualities. So the story behind her is that when the world was filled with joy, prosperity, and tranquility, Alcyone watched over the Mediterranean sea, making it calm and safe for sailors. She's the one that looks over the sailors. Um, She's the daughter of the one. Um, Now the king of Thessaly and Alcyone were married and they were super devoted to each other until the day that they deceived Zeus
0: they oh. deceived Zeus
1: and Hera by pretending to be them I don't know the story behind that why they would pretend to be Zeus mm-hmm. and Hera but as you can imagine in a rage, Zeus he waited for the lovers of the lovers to separate before he launched this thunderstorm over the seas mm-hmm. and it caused the king's boat to capsize and then to drown um, Thessaly
0: dude fucking,
1: fucking zeus. zeus okay zeus he was a vengeful fucker i swear he yeah. was always fucking people shit up for the dumbest reasons and zeus was also a big fat hoe okay because he was rumored <laughs> yes. he was he was rumored to a father children was three of these seven sisters
0: yeah. honestly all the gods were dicks all of them like dicks but but Zeus is out having kids with everyone. <laughs> Fucking Zeus, dude. He he, he's, he was a big old jerk. There, there's not one story where I'm like, oh, Zeus, right? I'm like, what the?
1: No. <laughs> but we digress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Zeus bashing <laughs> session over. <laughs> this
1: is jackass. Okay, the next one is Merope, and she's more commonly accepted as the lost sister because hers was the last star to be mapped by astronomers, um, and it's not really visible Mm. to the naked eye. Um, So some legends suggest that she became lost because she hid her face in shame at marrying a mortal. Oh, poor mortal. Um, And then others say that um, Merope hid her face out of shame because her husband was a criminal. So regardless, he was a criminal mortal, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> she got that man with a record <laughs> okay the next sister estherapy and that translates to star isn't that cute like estera estherapy star oh yeah, yeah that was really yeah. cute um she's traditionally portrayed as one of the weaker sisters perhaps because the star is one of the two that shines less brightly than the others uh, right weak dim light mm-hmm. rude Okay, um, And the thing is, is I wanted to provide more information on these sisters, but there just isn't a ton, which is why that book is so cool. The mm. book series is so cool because it's fiction. So she just gives them all these cool qualities and backgrounds and stuff. Oh, OK. Um, let's see. There's a couple more. Um, Selino, she shines less brightly than the others because she was once struck by lightning and is known to be the sister of the dark. I don't know how a star is struck by lightning, but we're just going to go because this is myth.
0: And it's the Greeks again. <laughs> right. right. Making shit up. Or was she struck by lightning before when she was still a bird? I,
1: or or, or human? He was there in between?
0: <laughs> or human. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. Okay, now here's a
1: here's cool thing about Selino. She was said to have had two sons with Prometheus, and one of her sons was half wolf, and the other one was half goat. Kind of cool. Oh. Kind of cool. Oh. Which half? Which half? Right. Thank. You. Oh God. I mean,
0: I feel like it's always like the bottom yeah, half is animal, right. because the other the other way just looks really. It looks so weird. weird. I don't know though. Would I rather? I I
1: rather have none. None. None <laughs> for
0: me. Thank you. Er, no. None. No. I know, right? But it's just funny. It's <laughs> very funny. But only to say like half. It's like,
1: well, <laughs> well remember coven? Remember in the episode um, American Horror Story, the coven when oh, they turned mm-hmm. that guy he was his top half was like a real bull's head yeah and i mean yeah, oh yeah. i don't know that's like beauty and the beast type shit uh, yeah Bad. okay the next sister um this is the one the tegeti but that's not how you say it oh that's how we're gonna say it uh, <laughs> she valued her independence and lived alone in the mountains um but In comes fucking Zeus again, right? He had his eyes set on her and he tried to to seduce her. her. He had to fucking seduce her. Um, But before he could get his stupid claws on her, she ran into the arms of Artemis, who turned her into a doe. Again, instead of addressing the perpetrator or the predator, um, but Artemis turned her into a doe that she could escape. I don't know. she's more agile as a doe than a human but
0: oh because you know deer run no i guess yes uh yeah okay
1: but then also she listen um tegete she she was like she was a desirable one she um because apparently hercules tried to slide in her dms too and she was like no bye see see ya boy bye no boy bye (laughs) <laughs> All right. So then the last sister, Electra, she was known as the third brightest star. Um, and she had four children, um, one of whom later became the founder of the ancient city of Troy. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then some sources claim that she vanished following the fall of Troy and then the death of her child. So that was Electra. Oh. So those are the seven sisters, um, and that's the story of how they became sisters. But there's act- or how they became stars. But there's actually a lot more. That's mm-hmm. just the Greek mythology of how they became okay. the stars. Now, what we're going to talk about next are the other cultures. There's you know seven or eight, and those stories are all really cool too. Brief stories. Sure. So in Celtic traditions, the Pleiades could be seen during autumn, and that's the time with, that was synonymous with celebrating and honoring the cycle of death. Therefore, the seven sisters were linked to death, loss, and grief, but they were mm-hmm. also believed to bring comfort to those in mourning. So um, along with ruling over the cycle of death, the seven sisters were known to be strong feminine energy um, through hardship in the Celtic tradition. Mm-hmm. A little bit more positive. Okay. In Native American culture, they're known as the seven-star girls. Um, oh. Yeah, this one is um, this is one of my favorites. So legend has it, the Kiowa tribe were moving south for the winter when they camped by a stream, and there were a bunch of bears around. So one day, there were seven mm-hmm. young girls. They were playing along the stream when suddenly some of the bears started to chase them. Um, oh. The poor girls, they... Jumped onto the small rock and then they asked the great spirit to protect them. And the great spirit heard their pleas and made that rock grow upward, 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 upward upward, with almost vertical sides. And it took those girls with it. And then it left the bears, right? The bears couldn't get them, but the bears, they continued to like claw at the rock. Um, so they left Mm -hmm. these like deep scratch marks which made it grow even taller and then it pushed the seven little girls into the, um, um, into the stars. So what's cool about that story is that it also coincides with the devil's rock in Wyoming. I think that's what that's. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. that's Yeah. That's a cool story.
1: Yeah. Um, that's native American culture. Um, there's a couple more native American um, stories, um, the Western Mono Indians—they believe the stars represented a group of wives who were really fond of eating onions. Uh, right, oh. right. So their husbands are like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh get out!" They kicked him out. And <laughs> I do of want no stinky
0: breath wife. <laughs> that's like that's like my husband when I eat garlic. Get <laughs> you much out of bed. You have today. <laughs> He's like, get out.
1: Well eventually they regretted their decision right (laughs) stupid asses. so then they went to look for the wives but uh uh-uh those wives wandered into the sky and they became the stars that's
0: don't reject your wife right i mean
1: that's the origin story that's the original origin story of fuck around and find out
0: You come back looking for me and to right be here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested in your
1: bullshit. Um now the Blackfoot tribes of Alberta and Montana, the stars were known as the orphan boys. So these are not sisters, these are brothers. Mm. The fatherless boys were rejected by their tribe, but they were befriended by a pack of wolves. <clears throat> Saddened by their lonely lives on earth, they asked the Great Spirit to let them play together in the sky. And as a reminder of their cruelty, in contrast to the kindness of the animals, um, not the boys' cruelty, but human cruelty, in contrast to the kindness of the animals, every night the tribe were tormented by the howling of the wolves that yearned for their lost friends. Oh. I know. The boys, they went to um, the skies. Hindu legend, the Pleiades are collectively known in India as kritika which i've heard this before um and mm-hmm. the wives of the seven wise men named the seven sages but i don't i did there was there was oh. more information behind it but i figured i didn't want to get too long so i didn't get into it but sure it's a whole yeah. cool story
0: that's probably like a whole other right. story yeah japan's
1: uh has six sisters i don't know what happened to the seventh it's japan <laughs> <laughs> in japanese culture the Pleiades are known as subaru which means unity, okay? And they're usually referred to as being seven stars. However, when the car company Subaru chose the name for their business, they decided to pick only six stars in the logo, supposedly because only six of the stars are visible to the naked eye.
0: I don't know. Oh. No. Oh, that's I mean, I drive a Subaru yeah, I have no do. idea, but that's kind of a cool thing to do. It now. is, right?
1: You have the seven, you're driving around yeah. with the six sisters on your car. In um, here in Oregon, like when you first get here, the Oregon starter pack is a Columbia jacket and a Subaru. That's, yeah, I know. that's on the West Coast. Subarus <laughs> are legit, right? Like in Michigan, it's a four-door Chevy. Right. Um, okay, let's see. Um, well, that's it. So, those are some of the myths and legends about the origin of the seven sisters in, Plydean, in the Pallydian star system. And um, the other thing I want to do to wrap this all up is to share a really fun tarot spread with everybody. And I'll drop this um, on Instagram and on cool. Facebook um, it, that can help you sort of celebrate and another way to work with the magic of the seven sisters. So, it's a seven sisters spread, is it's a seven card spread. Um, okay. It can be placed in any configuration you choose, it doesn't matter it's just seven cards mm-hmm. that represent a different star in a, or a different sister and a different aspect of the self. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, I'll put all of this in, um, on the socials. So for Maya, she's the eldest sister. It's about self-reflection. Um, and so you should ask okay. yourself, what do you need to know that is unknown to you in this energy oh. for mm-hmm. Alcyone, um, the sister who represents the feminine power and peace, question is, how do I find inner peace and total self-acceptance? For Celino, um, she's the dark sister. Um, that, mm-hmm. The question should be, what shadow do you need to explore? What do you need to see about yourself or know about yourself in your shadow? Um, Electra is the sister who disappeared after the grief. Um, what do you need to know about honoring your emotions? Estherapy is the twinkling sister, how to deepen your intuition and your inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. Tygete, she was the companion to Artemis. And so that question is how to best explore your spirituality. And then the last sister Maripi, um, what do you need to search for? What do you need to recover? What do you need to bring back or step back into? Oh. So that's a fun tarot spread. beautiful um, and then the, the book that I kept referring to, and there's a series of books mm-hmm. based on the legends of the seven sisters, and it's by an author called Lucinda Riley and Lucinda actually died in 2021 from cancer. Um, but I was looking at her website, which I will link in the show notes and she has some really cool books. So, uh, I'm not typically a nonfiction okay. or a fiction reader, but this I'm going to dig in. Yeah it's a fun fiction series and each book dives into a different story behind each of the sisters in modern day. And so, um, again, I'll post that in the show notes. Cool. So that is the conclusion of my double header episode on the Lionsgate portal, which is happening through the 12th and the legends of the seven sisters in Pleiades. So yeah, you're, thank, yeah you. thank you. It was fun. Yeah. Do, do you have anything for the closing vibe?
0: I do not. I don't have, um, well, okay. On a related topic. Okay. Just because I was just reading about it before we uh, we got on and I, um, I just thought it was interesting. It's actually really short. But um, because we talk so much about the Lionsgate portal, it's just um, historical information about yeah, cool. it. So it actually comes from Egyptian cosmology. Ooh. And they saw it as the dawn of the, their new year and a period where they would set new resolutions for the future. Um, the ancient Egyptians revered the star Sirius as the brightest star, and all of their ceremonies and lifestyle revolved around Sirius, as they believed that it was a gateway to heaven and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's why they started exploiting the Lion's Gate opening as those, in that time, Sirius was the strongest and the brightest in the sky. And they believed that the portal, you know, which, which um which when we talked about it aligns with the sun and Leo. Yeah. But they believed that when it, uh, when it did that, the sun and Leo and earth in Sirius moved into complete alignment with the pyramids of Giza. Oh, I
1: bet you that's right though, because there's a lot of, of, of history around those pyramids being aligned with major um, earth events or major events in astrological yeah. events. Those pyramids,
0: they're not just rock. They're there. They're, they're no. like, they're for the aliens. And they're not just tombs. Yeah. They're not just tombs. They're not just, yeah, there's obviously, fucking. Almost, I'll tell you what, there's way
1: more to them. Than the Avengers know. live in those things. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> For mm-hmm. sure. They do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all. I, that's all. I thought it would be cool to add to the yeah. episode around it all. Thank you. That was
1: really good information. There's so much out there. I just, um, Mm -hmm. I, I focused on the mythology of it, but I'm so glad that you actually focused on the origin of, you know, uh, the, the science of it. It Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You can find us on all the socials under esoterics podcast, and be sure to join our Facebook community, the esoterics community, to hear firsthand about our services, events, and courses, as well as access some woo friendly resources, energy updates, group-only pricing, and occasional card pulls and freebies.
0: Yeah, and also, you'll also find support and information for developing your own spiritual and intuitive abilities, as well as your daily practices. Thank you for inviting us into your life. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next episode. Thanks. Bye, guys so